You found it. Your number one place for free English lessons on the internet. Learn American English with this guy. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if this podcast improves your English. And now, here's your host, this guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. I think we are ready for this English lesson. I hope you are. Today, we are going to read an English news article about a tragedy that happened in a place called Venezuela. It's in Southern America, Venezuela. Hopefully that sounds almost like your native language, but that is how we say that country in English. It is Venezuela. Williams is here though. Need to say hello. How are you? He's also from South America. Williams, Argentina, right? And Noriko from Japan. So I know this might not be the best time during the day for you. You might be watching this on replay or listening on the podcast. So welcome. In today's English lesson, you are going to learn words like clear, but it may not be the way you think. How about massive? We'll learn that. Debris. Yes, I know there is an S at the end of that word, but that's how we say that word, debris. Landslide. Avalanche. Perimeter. Swamp, baby formula, regular formula, Phoenix, and corridor. I think that's the last one. So we are going to learn all of those words, plus you will hear an English teacher hopefully pronounce all of the words correctly, so you will be able to pronounce these words in your next English conversation. And also, you will get a lot of English comprehension practice. Oh, some other people are here. How are you? Anda. And of course, Luke from Poland. Must be late in Poland, right? And Yelena. Hope you're doing well in Ukraine. Good to see so many people here. I didn't think there would be all that many people here. But we have eight. So it's good to see you. Let's do this. Before we get started, I don't want to forget that there are people who were affected by this natural disaster, this tragedy, at least 50 people. When I started working on this lesson, it was 47. Today, at least 50 people have lost their lives in this tragedy. So I want to remember all of those people who have lost their lives and also the family members who have lost a loved one. This is tragic. Yeah, yesterday it was 43, 43, but 
the number keeps going up, unfortunately. Let's make this a little bigger. Let's read that title. Venezuela searches for the missing after a massive landslide leaves at least 43 dead. I must put on my glasses since I am going to be reading. Officials warned the death toll from the slide in... I'm an English teacher. I'm an English teacher. I am going to pronounce these towns the wrong way. I'm sorry. They're Spanish. I'm going to pronounce it like an English guy, okay? Like an American. Las Teresa. It's it's awful. I'm sorry. I apologize. Could go up further as bodies are found downstream from the hardest hit neighborhoods. And that is definitely coming true. More and more people are found. People remove mud from a truck buried in mudslide debris Tuesday in Las Tarias, Venezuela. Again, I hope I don't have to say that name of that town too often. But as you can see, there is definitely a lot of mud and people are trying to get that truck out of the mud. Caracas is how we say it in English. Rescuers worked to clear rocks and mud from the streets of a north central city in Venezuela on Tuesday, three days after it was hit by a massive and deadly landslide and expanded their search for any bodies buried under the sludge. Sludge. Um, That is another name for really heavy mud. Sludge. Let's take a look and see some of the words that we might have come across already. How about the first one? Clear. So you might know the word clear as in this. Yes, clear can mean empty. Like the sky was so clear. There were no clouds in the sky. So in that way, we would use that English word as an adjective. It's describing a noun. But you can also use it as a verb. What about this sentence? The people cleared trash from the park. Clear can also be a verb, meaning to move things, to make a place more empty. So there is a connection between the verb and the adjective. They both have something to do with being empty. But um, let's say uh, there was a fire. Unfortunately, there was a fire and people needed to clear the exits so everyone could get out. Clear. Make a room empty. And what is going on in Venezuela is that there is a lot of debris. We'll talk about that word in just a minute. Debris that needs to be cleared. We also mentioned landslide. And in English, a landslide is when mud falls down a mountain. An avalanche is almost the same. It's just with snow. Okay, and I got a couple pictures for you. 
Ooh, we also talked about massive. This might be a word you know. I just wanted to make sure massive is another way we say really big in English. Massive. Like that elephant is a massive animal. Massive. Just checking the chat to make sure. No way. Yeah, thank you, Williams. Williams, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, he's trying to help me with my Spanish pronunciation or pronunciation. You might hear both pronunciation, pronunciation. But yeah, thank you, Williams. I, I don't, I don't think I can do it. Whoa. Learn Italian with songs. Pietro is here. How are you? And I think he's speaking some Spanish there. That is definitely not Italian. Yoge. Yes. Massive. Yoge. Uh, Ruddy. How are you from, I believe, I believe Rudy. It's pronounced Rudy, right? From Dominican, right? Dominican Republic. Or is it Haiti? I can't remember. Um, Dominican, I think. Rudy, let me know, okay? Um, is clean similar to clear? Sort of. Clean means it was dirty at one time. So you can take a window and you can clean that window and then it becomes clear. But when you clean up a room, you don't really clear it. If you clear a room, that probably means removing furniture from that room. Like if you are going to move houses, you definitely want to clear out your house. We can use that as a phrasal verb. You want to clear out your house from all of your belongings. It was Spanish. Dominican. All right. Nice. Good to see you. The next one, debris. That's how we pronounce that word in English, debris. Do I have a slide here for debris? I don't. Um, debris is basically almost like trash. After a storm comes through, debris is going to be left. So let's say, very sad, but during this landslide, maybe there was a house, a perfect house, but then the landslide came through and destroyed that house. It broke it up into smaller pieces. We would not call that a house. We would call it debris that now needs to be cleared. Very sad. Very sad. Okay. Oh, I like what you did there, Rudy. Got it. Now it's clear to me. Nice. All right. And let's just sometimes pictures help. So we've seen a picture of a landslide and you probably know this because you have a word for it in your native language, but it's literally when mud, probably because of a lot of rain, slides down a mountain and brings with it 
whatever is in its way, houses, cars, trucks, and unfortunately, uh, people, of course. Very sad. All right, just checking the chat. I think we were good. All right, let's move on to more reading. We will next, oh, no, actually, I have a sentence for landslide. We already read it, didn't we? We already read it. Today, I taught all day long in a classroom. So I'm not sure my brain is as clear as it usually is. It feels a little foggy. Maybe I'm a little tired. Hope I'm doing a good enough job for you. Let's get back to the article. I'll make it bigger so you can see it. And we will read together. Bigger. There you go. Officials raised the death toll from the slide in Las Tierras, sorry, Williams, to at least 43 and warned that it could go up further as bodies are found downstream from the hardest hit neighborhoods. Crews extended their search perimeter to include that area. Area. Sorry, I said it like a manor area along a river located about a mile outside the city. Perimeter. Let's talk about that. Perimeter. And I do have a slide for you. Oh, I forgot. We also have a slide for avalanche. That's what an avalanche looks like. I hope you never see that in real life, but it's very similar to a landslide. It's just with snow and we call that an avalanche in English. So perimeter, perimeter, perimeter is the outside part of an area. Why am I saying it like that? An area, an area. That's way too much like um, someone who is from where I live. Don't say that. Don't say, say area, area. Fewer people live on the perimeter of a town. So the perimeter is the outside of a place. So if you look at that picture, that is probably a prison. And that is barbed wire. That's what we call that in English, barbed wire. So on the outside of a prison, they probably have fences and barbed wire. That would be on the perimeter of the prison. Police may guard the perimeter of a prison, like the outside. And so on the perimeter of town, they're probably aren't as many people living there. It's like the very edge. Another word for perimeter might be edge. And I know that my students, when they are in math class, they might have to find the perimeter of a rectangle or the perimeter of a square. We've got 10 people here. What's going on? Hey, Marco. Thought I might be seeing you there. A little late. That's okay. That's okay. 
oh, things always happen there and in Bolivia and Brazil. I think I've never been there, but there are quite a few mountains and a lot of rain. And that usually doesn't make for a good time. That where I live, we don't have landslides. Luckily, we really don't have avalanches either. Our mountains aren't that tall. But if you go to California, California probably has more landslides than any other state, I think. That is the state where you will hear about a lot of landslides. They do get a lot of rain and they do have some pretty tall mountains. Colorado might be a state that has a lot of avalanches. Marco says, my condolences to all those affected by this flood in any way or who might have had loved ones who are still missing. I hope those people will be found really soon, safe and sound. And that was the first thing I talked about. Um, I know you were a little late, Marco, but that's the very first thing I said. Let's not forget that at least 50 people have lost their lives and all those family members whose lives have been affected. We're talking probably thousands of people, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, nieces. Tragic, tragic. Sometimes happens with rain. If you are a channel member, there are some channel members in here. I just made a video showing the basement and what condition it's in. And we are supposed to get a lot of rain. And in that video, I said, yeah, I've had some bad luck recently, but my country isn't at war. My family is safe. Yeah, my heart really goes out to everyone affected. Also, Audie, I was talking to Audie from Thailand, if you know him. And Thailand has had some major flooding major flooding. <laughs> okay. Marco walking is important too. He says he was out for a walk and lost track of time. It happens. There's always the replay. There's always the replay. All right, let's get back to the article here. Get rid of that banner. Do we read this one? Police may guard the perimeter of a prison. I thought that might help you with your peas. Police may guard the perimeter of a prison. If you would like to practice your shadowing with that one. At least, let me make this, um, I'll bring this right to the top so you can see where I'm reading. If you're watching. At least 56 people were said to be missing and some local residents have joined in the hunt for them. I'm sorry about this next one. I don't think I am going to be able to pronounce this. And um, these next two paragraphs are pretty sad. Magali Kamiatis said she was with a group of firefighters that recovered the body of her grandson Monday from a house swamped by mud. The corpse was taken to a health center that has been pressed into service as a morgue. 
So let's talk about some of those words in that paragraph that might be difficult. The first one I thought you might have trouble with was swamped. Swamped. Now, swamp can be a noun. It's a place, if you are watching, that looks a lot like that picture. A swamp is where alligators may live, a hot place with a lot of water. So if you know that animal, alligator or crocodile in English, alligators and crocodiles live in swamps. But in the article, the word was used as a verb, swamped. So if you've seen some of my other English lessons on the other channel, speak American English with this guy, I did one about a month ago where I talked about different ways to say you are busy in English. One of the ways was I'm swamped. I'm swamped. We sometimes use that instead of saying I'm really busy. So maybe you have been swamped at work. Swamp can mean busy. I've been swamped at work this week. But also swamped can mean too much of something. The park was swamped with people. So there were a lot of people in the park. The park was not clear. If, if there was an emergency at the park, they may have to clear the park of people, but the opposite is swamped, swamped, lots of people there. In that paragraph, we also read corpse. That's the way that's pronounced, corpse. And a corpse is a dead human body. So animals, when they pass away, we probably wouldn't call their body a corpse. Usually in English, when you hear corpse, think of a dead human being. Corpse. I believe it comes from the French. Probably from Latin originally. Also, morgue was mentioned in that paragraph. A morgue is where dead bodies are kept before they are buried. A morgue. So maybe, and it's not fun to think about, but maybe in this tragedy, there are some bodies that people don't know who they are yet. So family members might have to come and identify. And that's the verb we would use identify their loved ones. So they might go to a morgue and they might see, oh yes, that's my sister there, or that's my, my son, or this grandmother in the article said that they, they found her grandson. So maybe she would have to identify her grandson just to make sure it's him. Super, super sad tragic, we would say in English. Speaking of more tragedy, um, the next paragraph, he was buried with a man who tried to help him and his three-month-old sister, Camillera said. I found my angel and we have to look for his little sister too. So 
some of the people who passed away in this landslide were also children. And I don't care what language you speak or where you're from. Hearing of children experiencing this is just all that more tragic. So let's read this caption. When there is a picture and there are words describing what that picture is, we would call that a caption. Men carry clothes. Hard word to say, right? Men carry clothes and a barrel with water after a landslide and flood ripped through Las Tijeras on Monday. And there's that picture again. Hey, if you are listening on the podcast, I'm sorry you can't see that picture, but you just heard what it said. All right, I am going to take a sip of water. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right, and back to the article here. I will move. I can probably make this a little bigger too. There we go. 50 miles away in the capital, Caracas, several organizations collected donations for survivors. Among them was the Leonis professional baseball team, which asked fans to give goods such as food, water, clothes, and baby formula. Baby formula. I thought that might be a new term for you. So... I wanted to talk about it. Baby formula. Well, baby formula is a lot like mother's milk, but it's not. It's made in a factory. So baby formula is like mother's milk, but it is produced in a factory. Yeah, so when um, Jamie and I had our children... The doctor said, mother's milk, it's the best thing you can give a baby. So my children did not have to drink formula. Luckily, Jamie was able to give them milk, but I know some mothers are not able to give milk. And I know in the United States, when I was a baby in the 1970s, a long, long time ago, Doctors were saying formula is better than mother's milk. I don't think so. There's nothing as good as the natural thing, right? Mother's milk, baby formula. So after the landslide, people needed baby formula, clothes, milk, food, the basics, the basics. And of course, since babies can't eat food, they need formula. But the weird thing is, we also have formula and it can be used in a different way, more like math. So sometimes people much smarter than me will use formulas in math. A very famous formula is by Einstein, 
E equals MC squared. That's a formula. It's, it's a basic measurement. It's a basic way to find an answer, a formula. We talked about perimeter earlier. So if you need to find the area outside of a square, which we call perimeter, there is a formula for it. I'm not sure what that is. Actually, I do, I do know. This is not this is not math though. But formula, it can also be used to find the area of a square. This, this is not math class though, right? You do not want me to teach math. Mm. Talk about Phoenix in, in just a little bit. Let's make this bigger so you can see it. Bigger so you can see it. Gomez added that his fa wife's family had been affected by landslides that left more than 70,000 people homeless in 1999. So I know what it feels like. Tragic. But as Williams said, Venezuela has experienced uh, landslides in the past. I almost said mudslides. And that is a term you might hear. Mudslides, landslides, same thing in English. Officials said that more than 300 homes, 15 businesses, and a school were destroyed in Las Tijeras, which is along Venezuela's main industrial corridor. Big words right there, right? Industrial corridor. That might not be easy to say, but we will talk about it. It's right here. Corridor. Corridor. Now, a corridor is a small, narrow place. Hallway, corridor, pretty much the same thing. And if you look at that picture... Those are examples of corridors. So an industrial corridor, a narrow piece of land, maybe a few streets, that is where business takes place. They may have some factories there. An industrial corridor is a part of town where there are a lot of businesses that, that makes things, mostly like factories, industrial Corridor. Corridor. That's a hard word to say. Corridor. Luckily, it's not that common, but some advanced English there for you. Make it bigger. Let me just check the chat. Make sure there isn't anything. Okay. Oh, question. Oh, we got some questions. Yes, Marco. Swamped can mean crowded. Yes. It's uh, October. And in a couple months, there's a very, very famous holiday in the United States called Christmas. You may have heard of it. And before Christmas, there is a lot of shopping that Americans do a lot of shopping. And so the stores in November and December can be pretty swamped. They can be pretty packed. They can be pretty crowded. You can use all three of those. 
Williams, I would not say maternal milk. No, I would say mother's milk. But maternal does mean mother. So how about this? In a hospital, we have something called a maternity ward. A maternity ward are where women stay either waiting to have their baby or recovering after they have just had their baby. We call that a maternity ward. We also have something called maternity leave. Maternity leave is when a woman works, but then she has a baby and she doesn't have to go to work for maybe six weeks or maybe eight weeks. But in the United States, there are some jobs that do not have maternity leave. So if a woman needs to miss work because she had a baby, she might not get paid. If a father wants to take time off from work, we call that paternity leave. So it starts with a P, paternity leave. How about this? Maternity clothing. Maternity clothing, that is the type of clothing mothers will wear before they have a baby. You know, their belly might get a little bigger. So they need a little more room in that area. They need some bigger jeans. Yeah, we would call that maternity clothing or maternity clothes. Yulia's here. Hey, corridor. Also, really, Russian. Hey, yesterday, I there were some people on the other channel that were asking about the Ukrainian student who came to my school. And yesterday, I sat down with him, and he said he knew some Russian. So I was able to say, Kaktila, Miazavut, Brent, Dobry Dien. That's about it. That's all. That's all I can say in Russian. But he he knew he knew a little Russian. His parents, because they're older, they're about my age. They knew more Russian, but he knew um, he knew Ukrainian much better than than Russian. Hi, the best English teacher. I'd like to hear that. Thank you very much. I'm not sure that's true, but thank you very much, Martina. How are you? Sorry, but it's very late where I live. I know this is not the best time for most people. I know if you live in Asia, you're probably waking up maybe. Um, if, you're li- if you live in Europe, you're probably going to bed. So yes, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Get some rest, Martina. And I hope you have a good night. Ah, my Russian is very... Uh. I just don't know. Russian is hard. Yeah, it's hard. So lots of respect for anyone who speaks Russian, Ukrainian, Thai, Mandarin. It's so different from English. I have been studying Italian for three years. Italian, English, they're not so different. So lots of respect. for anyone, anyone learning English. It's not easy. It's not easy. Don't give up. 
corridor. One, we didn't read it, but it could be a little later in the article. They talk about a phoenix. Did I miss it? Oh, here it is. Here, uh, This gets a little political, so I don't want to talk too much about Maduro. He is the leader of Venezuela, but there, it's a little political. But he says, let's just skip to this part. He says that the city will rise like a phoenix. The city will rise like a phoenix. So in English, we do talk about this sometimes, phoenix. Now it comes from mythology. And you might have a similar term in your language for this. But a phoenix is a bird that rose from the ashes. Yes. Corridor and hallway, pretty much the same thing. Yes. Rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Excuse me. So ashes are what's left over after a fire. Those little black and gray things ashes. And a phoenix is a bird that came back stronger after a fire. So there was a fire and this bird, phoenix, rose from the ashes. We have a city in the United States called Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. There's a city in the United States called San Francisco. And on all of the fire trucks in San Francisco, you will see a phoenix. It's like their symbol because in the early 1900s, the city of San Francisco burned to the ground. There was nothing left, but then they rebuilt and they came back stronger. So the phoenix, at least that's what we say in English, the phoenix, you may have a different name in your native language. Anytime you hear a phoenix, In English, think of this city. It's going through some bad times now. But the president, Maduro, says this city will come back stronger. It just needs a little time to rebuild. So that's it for the English lesson. Hope you've enjoyed it. But it's fun learning English, though. Yes, I'm hoping I'm hoping if you make it fun, I'm hoping some of my English lessons are fun. You know, you got to have fun sometimes when you're studying a language. It'll make you want to keep studying that language. I agree. I love studying languages. Italian is the focus now. Who knows what's next? Maybe Russian, maybe Ukrainian, maybe Thai. Thai scares me. Thai seems very hard. But um, a man that I work with, I was talking with him yesterday. I told Adi already. Um, he knows Lao. So the language of, of Lao. Um, and he also knows Thai. So those two languages, I guess, are kind of close. So thank you so much for joining. It is almost my bedtime and uh in a couple hours but it feels like i should go to bed here pretty soon my brain like i said is a little foggy 
and Noriko in Japan said, yes, it's morning time. So maybe not the best time, but it's the only time that I could fit in to do this live English lesson. And I wanted to talk about what is going on in Venezuela. And how about I end with this? I hope everyone in Venezuela who has been affected by this does rise like a phoenix, comes back stronger. Very tough times down there. All right. Yulia, thank you so much. Rudy, thank you so much. Hope you learned a little bit. Adios, amigos.